Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. My name is Matt McSweeney. We are joining you on America's birthday, ladies and gentlemen. Independence Day. It is the 4th of July here in the United States. It's the 4th of July pretty much everywhere, but it is a special day here, especially in St. Petersburg, where Ty Capone resides. Ty, how are you feeling today? Pretty good, pretty good. Hitting the Phillies Rays game in a little bit. I don't know if they're giving anything out, but hopefully we get like a flag or you know, some stupid shit. I don't know. I like free giveaways. Um, hey, we have Kid a big Rock cards coming up. <laughs> that would be something. That yeah. would be something. Um, maybe a DeSantis koozie. No, he's not really liked down here. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, we got what is it? July now. This is the the prime prime time month to be in, I guess, for MMA fans, right? Yeah. Um, also, boxing fans as well. So um, I think it's time to get excited about some fights. I know we, you know, as a customary, we're going to lose some fights. Jack Della Maddalena and um, and Bo Nickel are now fighting. You know. Some, uh, some total no names from off the street, yeah, and it sucks. But I guess there was nothing else you do you could do. Um, Kyle Bahio wanted to fight Bo Nickel, but you you know they weren't going to do that. Um, that would have been sweet. Yeah, I mean, dude, honestly, Bo Nickel, I, I feel like there's not going to be lines on this fight. Like he was minus fifteen hundred against Trayshawn Gore, who at least you know has a UFC win. Like this guy, <laughs> this guy that he's fighting is was supposed to be on the contender series. Like that's a huge step down. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. He's 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 literally going to be the biggest favor in UFC history. He has to be like minus three thousand, four, five. Val Woodland, that is getting in there. Yeah, against, uh, and yeah. Uh, Sean Brady is dro- dropped out, like you said. And Jack Della Maddalena is fighting a guy I've also never heard of. I have no idea who that guy is. So yeah, we'll get to so. all that. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we must talk about UFC Vegas seventy six from the Apex. We had Sean Strickland and Abus. Magomedov making his uh, second UFC fight appearance and instantly in a main event. We were right on this, uh, uh, Ty. You had the money line, minus 150. First, before we get into everything, let's just talk about our lines from last week or our records that should be. Uh, I went what three kind of and six. What lines are you talking about? Yeah, well, that's not – happy fourth, everyone. <laughs> uh, I went three and six plus 1.05 units, so kind of a midday for me. You went four and three plus four units. 4.15 units no, for you, sir. So we're, we're, we're climbing back, dude. What's that, three, four weeks in a row where we've went like, positive-ish? Yeah, where we're not negative so, six units like we were doing earlier yeah. in uh, March and <laughs> I April. I mean, you know, we were, just, we were just taking hits left and right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think, honestly, like we're, we're, we're not overthinking it. We're not underthinking it. You know what I mean? We're not watching 35 hours of film just to, you know, be like, oh, I didn't know this guy uh, had cancer coming in the fight. Like, I think we're just kind of making it simple – and making just making it honestly making the right reads. You went three and six, and you know that might look terrible, but like you said, you went positive. And some of the it's it's really. I mean, did any of us see Demir Ismagulov aging thirty years overnight? I didn't. So there's, there's just some, some things that yeah, you know, there's obviously some stuff you just get caught. You get cooked on, and when you look back, what are you gonna do? You go through, and you're like, that was a bad bet. So I'll, I'll let you know when a couple of my bad bets happen. And even when you lose, sometimes like. Uh, just for example, not to uh, jump the gun, but Michael Morales TKO. I still think that was a, I was I was on the right side there. He just didn't get him out of there, man. He had him yeah. hurt. Uh, well, we'll talk about all that, but let's just get to Sean Strickland first. 
Uh, Abus had about three minutes, 3.30 in him before uh, the gas tank radically faded. And uh, there must have been a hole in it or something. Something was going on there. But uh, Sean Strickland just gave him kind of like the vet experience in this one. Uh, Although their age may be very similar, Sean Strickland much more of a vet in the UFC game. And he kind of taught him a lesson this weekend. And he, if this fight was going to be contested on the feet, it was always going to be Sean Strickland. I don't care how many front kicks or whatever a boost wants to throw at you. It, it really was no match for Sean Strickland. He pieced him up on the feet. His defense was good. And it, it was just, there was no volume. No, no like a boost really just kind of should not have been in this fight. That's basically what I r- realized yeah. very instantly as the fight went on. Yeah. I mean, they were just trying to rush him. I think honestly they, they were hoping he would win and they could set up uh, him fighting in, are they going to Germany or no, I think they're going to, to Abu Dhabi again, right, in October. I think they yeah. kind of wanted to set up, set that up and maybe maybe have another uh, a young, maybe not young, but a uh, breakthrough contender to put on that card. I feel like that was might might have been their uh, their thinking there. Because, I mean, what, why else would you go from Dustin Stoltzfus, you know, 19-second knockout to a main event against Sean Strickland? Like, that's just a huge, huge jump, and we've seen it before. That It's hard making that jump, man. I mean, kind of screwed him, if you really think about yeah. it. Yeah, like, you know, I don't think they really wanted Sean Strickland to, you know, they, they didn't want to have to have that um, tough matchmate uh, for his next fight. But here you are. Now you have them. And, um, I don't know what he's going to do next or what he's going to get next, but I think he should probably be, uh, I mean, like, who hasn't he fought yet is, is, is my issue. Like, I feel like he's fought so many good fighters. I mean, his last couple of fights, it's just been, you know, he, he beat Imavov and he beat Megamedov, two rising contenders. He beat Hermanson, fight was whatever. Lost to Cannoneer and, and Pereira. Would you like to see him running back with Cannoneer? I, I mean, maybe as a co-main or something. Like, I don't, I don't know if I want to see Sean Strickland in another five-round main event against another fringe top five or whatever contender at middleweight. And I if doubt it's just do that. that. Right, if it's just that. You know what I mean? Like, maybe somewhere on a big card, on like an Izzy card or uh, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I just I – maybe you give him Vittori, but like, you don't want to – Vittori should take time off and all that. Maybe – Maybe you line up Sean Strickland with Robert Whitaker and the Drickus winner. Uh, you know, because if, if Sean Strickland were to beat Robert Whitaker, I'd feel like, you know, you got to give him a title shot. Um, which sounds crazy, but who else is ahead of him? I guess Sean Strickland's seven right now, but with that win, he's probably going to move into the top five. Maybe you give him uh, Mr. Paulo Tracy Cortez Costa. Crazy. Crazy. How about that? Crazy time. How, how about that? He's posted a picture with his hand on her butt. I mean, I'm just like. You know, it makes sense. Beautiful, beautiful people. But um, yeah, I just don't know where, what's what's next for Mister Strickland. I, I think I think a Whitaker Drickus fight would be ideal, and for me. But um, maybe maybe Brendan Allen. Maybe you give him another rising contender and see. You know, that would be a much 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 harder fight for Sean Strickland. I think Brendan Allen has some serious power wrestling and and serious uh, grappling control. We saw a boost get Sean Strickland's back for a split second. Um, obviously, wasn't enough to do anything, but. I think that'd be a really tough test. Uh, tough test. Uh, maybe Brennan Allen. Maybe they want to slow play him a little bit, but he's on a heater, man, and he's twenty-seven. He's getting better, so I think that could be a potential, uh, a really good fight. You know, give him the Sean Strickland, and um, if Sean beats him, then I think he's ready for you know the next shot at the title. Yeah, this kind of is a, a main event where you leave with like you don't really know what's next for yeah. the the people involved. Uh, I mean, Abus is just going to kind of fight some guy next, and we'll see what that ends up looking like. And 
Sean Strickland is kind of in a no man's land of that 85 division where like he, he's fought a lot of these guys, but he's just kind of, I guess, looking for a name that he hasn't fought yet. But a lot of these guys are already uh, tied up with other people. So it's, uh, he's in a tough spot, but it was a good win for him. He needed that win to kind of solidify himself as, uh, you know, above a guy like a boost. It's kind of like a gatekeeper sort of fight where he just kind of showed him that, yeah, like him, like the last two fights, Imovov and Magomedov, like it's just kind of like you guys aren't on this level yet, and, and I am. The so odds. that was my best bet of the night, plus 270 on the TKO. That just uh, – I thank you Fuck for that because yeah, that was a uh, – I, I might have been convinced into betting a boost just because I hate Strickland. But yeah, uh, I kind of like Strickland now after he uh, made me some money, but – we, hey, that'll change a lot of people's opinions. You know? Hell yeah, uh, we uh, still not a good guy, but we will keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not definitely sure. not a good guy. But uh, how about KGD, man? We we were uh, we were off on this one. I kind of wanted to bet Dawson, but I didn't trust him, and uh, I trusted his Magulov yeah. a little bit more. But like you said, who could have seen uh, Demir's Magulov aging uh, like a banana in the sun uh, overnight? Apparently, and he looked horrific on Saturday night. I get getting taken down, and then I mean. Getting backpacked. Uh, I saw somebody tweet this, and I do kind of agree. Like this, the fighting style that Grant Dawson implements is fucking horrible. Like for the uh, for the eye, for like entertainment, it is so boring, man. He just lays on your back or like sits on your back, and he doesn't re- like. I mean, he gets he's trying to go for the rear naked chokes, but like he's not really punching you. He's not really like it's just kind of boring. And I mean, how yeah. much control time did he have? Probably what twelve and a half minutes. There you go. So. Uh, that that just lends yourself to like, and you didn't really like. He didn't get any ten eights, right? Like it was probably he got one ten eight in the first round, which I was kind of surprised. I by. don't agree with that. I I thought that uh, I thought the fight was just ten eight ten nines throughout the throughout the board. I mean, he dominated, yeah, good but old like Mike, good old Mike Bell with the ten eight in the first round. Not sure how he gives or why. Out, I mean, he like, didn't nothing, man. Yeah, I mean, if you were gonna give him a ten eight in the first round, you might as well give him one in the second and third because they were all the same. <laughs> they were the same rounds, like you know what I mean. So. Um, yeah, I mean, Demir Ismagulov looks like he's just kind of what happened to, um, Rashid Magomedov back in the day. That dude was like 22 and 0. He was a beast. And then all of a sudden he just sucked and he fell off and he just hit a wall and that was it. Um, so very unfortunate. I, dude, so the beginning of the second or third round, I don't know for some reason why I thought Dawson submitted him. I swear I saw that on my phone while I was out on Saturday night. Brutal Saturday night. I missed most of the fights, had to rewatch it. I had to deal with a bunch of people crying. So that was fun. Nice. Um, yeah, I had to babysit everybody. Um, I, I just, I, I was probably just wasted. And I thought I saw that Dawson tapped him out. I was gonna be like, "Damn, okay, that's that's really impressive." And then I watched the fight. I was like, "Still impressive." But when they had their moments on the beginning, uh, on the feet in the beginning, of the second or third, uh, Dawson was getting hit. Man, like his striking yeah. is really ugly. It's it, it's not effective whatsoever. He doesn't. He like lunges, but he doesn't even throw power. And he's just off balance and off center. And he just looks like he can get countered. He looks like he can get leg kicked to death. So I'm kind of worried about I, – I think he's definitely on the fade the fade list going forward. Um, I thought this was a really good spot. All the money came in on Ismagulov also. I thought that was that was something to watch. But, yeah, I mean, Demir just uh, – he couldn't get it done. Very sad. Very sad performance by him. Hopefully he wasn't injured or anything. But, um, yeah, I mean, dude, do you – I saw somebody say this before. They're like, man, the lightweight – the bottom half of the lightweight rankings are uh, not really good. And I looked at him like, yeah, man, I – you know, once the, maybe one of the best divisions, maybe one of the most historic divisions. But you know, look, look at the the bottom half of the rankings. I mean, RDA is ninth. Uh, Grant Dawson's tenth now. Like, yeah, Jalen Turner and Dan Hooker. I think they're fighting each other at two ninety or two ninety one, right? 
Is that happening? Is that this weekend? So, uh, I'm not sure. They're they're 11 and 12. Moicano's 13. Ismael Gulov's still ranked at 14. And Favola's 15. Like, these are a lot of guys we would bet against, and we have bet against. So, um, and then you still got, like, you know, some guys in the top 10 of of lightweight that you're like, ah, you know, I don't. Lightweight's a weird division right now, but, um, you know, uh, if Grant Dawson can, can keep up his, like, you know, poor man's Aljo backpack game. Um, I mean, yeah, he, you know, keep winning fights. I mean, I think there's, keep going, man. I just think he's going to run into a wall, man. I mean, look at the guys ahead of him. Is he going to beat Sarukin or Gamrot? No, I, I really, I really would be hard, hard pressed to believe that. So, um, yeah, I think his times, you know, I think, the one of those L's is, uh, is in the, not the rear view, but it, it's, it's, it's coming up. It's on the horizon. Someone with a competent, powerful wrestling game is going to neutralize him so bad. It's going to be really ugly one night when he gets matched up with somebody like that who just kind of yeah. exposes him, unfortunately. But, I mean, we keep saying that, but they he's keeps getting good matchups. Uh, yeah, I mean, in theory, right, like that would happen. But, me, like, he, I even think he could get backpacked because that's just – Probably, yeah. It's very hard to defend against when when you're down and you got like he. I will give him credit, man. He was throwing those hooks in before he was even getting guys to like before he even really had the position. Like he was doing it very quick and kind of like masterfully. I can't take that away from him, but still, man, boring as shit. Really, just I was watching that fight. Like even though I had his Magulov, whatever, that's fine. I I root for just excitement. Even if my guy loses, I'm like, wow, that guy got the fuck beat out of him. Like that was sick. No, I didn't even get that out of it. So, like, like a fight we'll talk about later, the Brenner one. We took an L on that one, but at least that was an exciting fight. Like, that was that, that was, was a insane. good fight. So, but, uh, you know, I, I digress. I, I could uh, sit here and rant about the backpack all day. But <laughs> Michael Morales, somebody that we on the podcast here have uh, kind of praised a little bit in the past. He's, he got back in there. And uh, showed he has a little bit of dog in him. Things weren't exactly going his way. He got his eye busted up a little bit. But he, uh, he he persevered, man. He's got he's very explosive. He's got good takedown defense, and he's and he's got fire in his hands. So I think he's gonna go. I mean, as far as he, I, I don't. At some point, he'll run into a roadblock. I we'll see some of the the higher you get in seventy, some of these specialists step in. But uh, we didn't get yeah. the TKO, but it was a unanimous decision victory for Michael Morales. Yeah, um, I saw he lost. Was it the first round? Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, that's what I, I thought at least. Yeah, and then after that, he just settled in. I love his straight right. I love his like just athleticism. I didn't know both his parents were Olympians. His mom just won a gold medal on Wednesday, last Wednesday in the Pan Am Games or something. Um, I should probably know what that something is, so I'm gonna find it real quick. But I do love his athleticism. I do like his his speed. I, I feel like he's a little low volume sometimes, um, but he's still 24. Like he said, he he took some time off and he was kind of a, a bit. What was it? I don't know if he said he was nervous or he was just, um, you know, took him a little bit to get into the sh- to to get into things. So and th- there's nothing wrong with that. He fought a oh, his mom's a judoka. So there you go. I mean, dude, he stuffed those takedowns pretty easily. Honestly, like Max Griffin got kind of kind of deep on on a couple, and he just threw him off and uh, did a real good job of just uh, I don't know stepping to the side and and uh, ending up on his back um, on Max Griffin's back. Good reversal, good uh, transition. Um, also, I did. I liked how uh, Larsenko and I don't love Bisping because I think he's a bit goofy, like DC. But I do. I do think Larsenko is uh, very brilliant. Um, she did a good job during this fight, uh, talking about the grappling and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, he he ate a couple shots from Max Griffin. He went through a tough vet, and um, 
he almost had him out there in the second, and he also, I think, or the third. He did really well in the third. He, he wobbled him a couple times. He had a nice, yeah. uh, nice couple, couple knees, couple switch knees, a couple uh, Superman punches off the cage. I like how he uses the cage where he's like backing up, backing up, and then he uses it to explode forward. I love, I love, love that. I wish more fighters uh, that were good athletes would do that. Um, we saw like Anthony Pettis used to do that a lot. So I like. Uh, there's a lot of things I like about his game. Honestly, I think he's still getting better. Um, you know, I think his striking defense is kind of an issue, but I do like that he shored up his his, his wrestling defense anyway. I think his grappling and wrestling, if, as long as he has that as like a, um, you know, a, uh, he's good defensively with those, and he can use those just to stop other people's games. That's he's going to go really far, man. I think he's really good at 170. I'm going to ask you this: Who's your favorite welterweight prospect? Renat Fakhrtinov, Michael Morales, Ian Gary, or Jack Della? Um, if you're asking Jack like, Della, my might favorite, be closer. My like my favorite, like not the best, but like who I like the most. Just who do you, yeah, I like or Michael maybe, Morales, you know. man. I really do. Yeah. Like, and Ian Gary's got a good game, but I feel like Michael Morales, at least in this fight, showed me that like I don't know. I want a win against Song Keenan. Didn't really do much for, more for me. Than, like, this did more for me. Yeah, exactly. And he and Gary was doing the chicken dance in the middle of that fight. If you're asking that's me, like, who the hour. best of those two, it's probably Jack. And then Fakhr yeah, uh, Dinov. I mean, we'll get into that. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he's an animal. So I, I don't really think you can go wrong with any of those selections you just gave me. But uh, I, I thought we were, I thought it was on the right side here. I like I like the TKO bet. I'd bet it again. But uh, it just – yeah. For sure. He almost had it a couple Max times. Max Gressage you know is mean? tough, man. Tough, tough, yeah. tough. But uh, how about how about your girl, Ariane Lipsky, the queen of violence, getting a split decision? This was my worst bet of the night, probably. Even the Isma Gulov bet was better than this. Uh, this this TKO, or inside the distance, had absolutely no chance whatsoever of hitting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the decision was right here. But mm. I, I kind of just tuned I really, I truthfully just tuned it out. It was kind of just... It wasn't really doing much for me. I watched the the first round. There wasn't really crazy amount. Of, I don't know. It just really it did not it did nothing for me this fight. Yeah, it wasn't great. But also um, the fact that I have to pretty much side with Adelaide Bird on the scoring of this fight makes me want to throw the That's fuck tough. up. Sal Diamato gave every round to Ariane Lipsky, and I don't know. No, I don't think how. that was the case. Um, and Chris Lee, meanwhile, gave the first round to Gatto and the second round to Lipsky. I, other way around, buddy. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, Adelaide Bird gave the first two to Gatto. Which I, I kind of saw. I thought the third round, Ariane Lipsky did better. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Gatto was out striking her, but was she landing the bigger and harder and better punches? Probably not. Um, just, uh, you know, kind of disappointed by Gatto, I guess. But, uh, you know, it was a lot of like, uh, empty action, if that makes sense. Like, where yeah. you really didn't have any belief that this was going to be, she was going to be able to hurt her. Like, I don't know. It just. I didn't believe in her in this fight. Like right away, I just kind of knew, like, oh, my bet smoked. Like I, I knew I had no chance. Yeah, she outstruck her, and she, but she went to the body a lot. She went to the legs a lot. Um, I, I don't think she didn't get any. She was 0-7 on takedown. She did have a couple of minutes of control, but um, yeah, just not really a great fight. Chris Tanyoni was the ref. That's that's enough for me to not watch a fight. So, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, really. That's that's all you another, can. Another upset win for uh, Lipsky, the the dog, the queen of underdog, the queen of violent underdogs. So, uh, how about BSD, man? Benoit Saint Denis, who we have on this Let's podcast, go. been shouting the praises of for many, many a card. Uh, the God of War gets a rear naked <laughs> choke submission of Ismail Bonfim, who you were so close to taking the sub in this one. 
I, I, know. I, I, I know. That was a, a plus like uh, almost 1,100 or something. Correct. I remember the number was insane whenever we read it. It might have been 700. Can't I don't believe. even remember how, what it was. But uh, BSD was dominating this fight. It felt like uh, Bonfim kind of just ran up against somebody who wasn't going to uh, fold the way, you know, I mean, Terrence McKinney physically and literally folded, but he I don't think he mentally folded. He just kind of got caught with a fucking insane knee. Uh, Benoit, I would not want to fight him. That's when my uh, big fan of Joe Selecki, when Joe Selecki was uh, scheduled to fight him, I said, oh, man, this is bad, bad <laughs> yeah. news. Let's tell my oh. brother, this is bad news, man. Nothing against Joe Selecki, but, uh, I mean, St. Denis is just a different animal. I saw that man take a beating within an inch of his life against Aleski Dos Santos, and he just kept coming, man, kept fighting. Got a, a referee fired because the, the, the ref was like, he was still fighting, man. I don't know what you want me to do. Vyacheslav uh, Kozlov or whatever his yeah. name was. Slava Claus. No, not the same guy. But, uh, yeah, it, it's what a, what a dominant, dominant win for Benoit Saint-Denis and gets us a plus 250 Moneyline dog winner. Easy work, man. I just didn't understand Bumfine was an underdog against McKinney. Now he's a big favorite. He's been subbed multiple times. Um, dude, how about this fight the way it started? I mean, Benoit Santini coming out with the absolute heat-seeking missile body kicks that he's just firing. Yeah. Me and my sister were watching this fight before we went out, and I was like, all right, I got money on this guy. And she's like, oh, he's hot. I was like, yeah. Also, uh, he's special forces. He's probably killed people at night range. People with he his has. bare hands, nope. probably. Um, and also, I'm older than him. And she's like, um, that's scary. This guy's 27, like, what? Yeah. yeah, this guy's been been through uh, hell and back, and he's just a savage. I think you know he definitely needs to work on his uh, his control and his striking defense. But I don't think he's here for. I think he's here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, he's here. Say. He's a fifty thousand dollar machine, dude. That's what that's what he's yeah. probably going to be. He didn't even make fifty this this time, which is probably insane. But I mean, you know, I feel like I, just because it's not a flying knee, huge knockout. You know, to, to sub a guy when you're that big of an underdog to, to win and to win by sub, uh, that's fucking – how is that not a performance bonus? You literally performed amazingly, you know, but – Well, I mean, yeah, people were like getting said, finished we left and right on this card, though, so I guess they only had that's so true, much money yeah. to give out. Oh, bullshit. But no, yeah, they got no, to bring back the uh, crypto bonuses. I, Benoit would have loved a crypto Dude, bonus. Dude, I need those crypto bonuses <laughs> back, man. Maybe give them out in something else, because crypto kind of tanked after they started doing yeah, that. But maybe an NF, NFT bonuses, even though I think they tanked Those tanked even knows, worse, right? I think. That, that <laughs> shit. I mean, see people buying bored apes and stuff. Or I saw uh, Justin Bieber. I saw this video or a uh, picture the other day where he bought one of them for like $1.5 or $6 million, and it's worth $56,000 today. <laughs> because guess what, man? I mean. It's fake. It's, it's bullshit. I mean, thing. come on. I wish I had some money, man. I... I Fucking these yeah, people, the shit that they're buying, like, whatever, whatever. I don't even feel like going. We're not here. We're not a crypto NFT podcast. We are a MMA combat sports podcast, and we must keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen. Nurselton. San Denis, though. Get San Denis oh. a ranked fighter. I'm, I'm fucking hell all yeah. in. Hell yeah. I mean, hey, maybe they run back that Selecki. I mean, yeah. That, that would be I, like I think a, that would still be a good matchup. I, you know, I love Joe, and that would be very tough for him, but I still, you know, he could, he could win that. If he takes him I mean, if he gets. Gets in there and takes him down. Joe's got some good wrestling, and but that the those body kicks and the, the getting yeah. through that sort of uh, that wall, Hell. that force field that this man has is going to be a problem. I mean, Bonfim, people were acting like this was an easy easy step stepping stone for him. 
Uh, yeah. Not so much, ladies. And I, I just I didn't see that. I no. just I don't know. I think we were we were on this the whole time, and we weren't just you know like oh Norman Dubon, ah uh, friend of the podcast, ah uh, Benoit Sandini. Like we're like two plus two fifty plus two what? Yeah. Like submission is plus what? And I honestly I wasn't was I home? No, I was home for this, but um, I think I just gotten done work. I got done work early a little bit, so I kind of fucked. My day was all fucked up on Saturday, and I'm very upset. I did not put in a Benoit Sandini sub somewhere in the world, but. It's all right. We have, uh, you know, we have next week to look forward to. Hell yeah, we got a big card next week. But uh, how about Narselton, man? Ruzaboyev, who I'm gonna—I don't even care if that's how you say his name. That's how I am going to say his name. Ruzaboyev, uh, absolutely flatlines Bruno Fajeda with a with a right hand, and then it looks like he knocked him—not knocked himself out, but the impact of hitting the <laughs> ground rocked his world, and then some ground and pounds just ended the Hulk's undefeated streak, and Narselton. Although his record was a little fraudulent getting in here, it didn't really matter because yeah. he's six fucking five and he's fighting at 185 pounds and he looked like an absolute savage on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean he was like seven inches, eight inches taller than Bruno Ferreira. Um, Lauren, Sa- Laura, is it Laura or Lauren Laura. Sanko? Laura, okay. Laura Sanko said it best. Uh, completely different body styles for these two men. Yeah. And um, Ruzaboev, I think it's Ruzaboev. Yeah. Roizaboev? I forget. Roizaboev? Roiz- Joe Martinez, the, the GOAT, by the way, uh, pronounced it, and I completely forgot what he said already. But Not the GOAT. I think you, I think you had it when you said it. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, there wasn't really much you know, to, to take from this performance besides him just being an absolute physical monster. Uh, catching a low kick. Uh, so he threw a big low kick that landed on Bruno, buckled him hard. And then Bruno landed one himself, and then he threw a second one, and he caught that. I mean, he caught it right at his kneecap. Same time, throws a straight right, fires it, hits him right in the face. And Bruno Ferreira, like, just cannonballed off of the canvas. And he was out, like, pretty much. Like, he got hit with, like, four, right three, four follow-ups. But he was done. Uh, he didn't get up for a little bit. I thought he was, like, I was like, damn, that's an early stoppage. Because a lot of times you see a catch, a kick get caught, and then a punch. It's mainly just about being off balance. It's not, you know, you fall and you hit the ground hard because you're off balance. Your one leg got caught. But this, this is not the case this time. He got fucking smoked with a, just a missile of a straight right. And uh, that was just, that was it. That was it for Mr. Bruno Ferreira. So again, he was, the, what, was what were the odds on this fight? Uh, yeah, he was a uh, minus 225. He was a big favorite after being a big underdog in his debut yeah. against Robocop. See, I feel like that happens a lot when guys win as underdogs, um, especially win spectacular in, in spectacular fashion. And then their next fight, they're kind of overvalued. There's this overcorrection, yeah. and I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me, let me, let me take a shot. Maybe he just got lucky, or you know, maybe not lucky, but uh, you know, an underdog winning, and then being a favorite as next fight, like we just talked about in the bum fiend fight. Like that's kind of a again a market overcorrection. So I'm glad we we're, we're kind of catching on to something like that. It could be a trend we could look forward to. But I don't know, man. Nurselton, welcome to the to the UFC. Start crying after the fight. I thought that was awesome. Um, Shout out to Philadelphia. Shout out to Philly, baby. Uh, yeah, that market overcorrection is the best way that I could say that because it's just uh, there's been, there's been a couple of them that we were able to cash in on the on this card, and I feel like we're it's going to be continue to be that way going forward. It's just where they overvalue one guy's win to the to, you know like some of these fights just don't translate. Like what one night a guy just has an out of body experience, and then he goes to the next card and he starts to feel himself a little bit. And he fights a guy who is a, uh, let's say, uh, a French Special Forces 
then you're like, oh boy, this isn't uh, <laughs> this isn't good, and he gets run over. And this one, he, unfortunately, the man ran into a gentleman of a flag that I have never seen before with a nickname Black Uzbekistan. Nurselton rules Boyev gets the W. So, and that was the main card tie. We keep it moving to the prelims. This was an ugly one. Uh, I would like to act like I'm sad about this, but I'm not. I really could care less. Uh, <laughs> Renat Fakhradinov absolutely decimates and destroys Kevin Lee in under a minute, 55 seconds to be exact. He catches him with, I believe, a right hand that yeah. absolutely oh, puts man. his ass down, and then he guillotines him unconscious and leaves his lifeless body <laughs> laying on the side of the octagon after he said that fighting in the apex was a joke. It is not. This is not, it's Mr. Not, Motown. It is not a it joke. It is not a joke um, when you are fighting a Russian savage by the name of Renat the Gladiator Fakhradinov, who uh, he looked unstoppable, and he continues to look unstoppable. I, don't, I mean, someone's going to stop him at some point, but so far, so yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, two two decisions after knocking out Spice. So how about that? His, his two best wins are in 55 seconds each. Eric Spice Lee one-punched him and then kind of one-punched uh, Kevin Lee, I mean, that big right, uh, his left eye was fucked up. He might have fucked his orbital bone off just, just off that one shot. And then, dude, it was weird. Like, I, I kind of, I felt bad for Herb Dean. I, I didn't really see many people giving him shit because Kevin Lee was like latched onto this guy even when he was unconscious. Yeah. So he like, he couldn't tell if he was out. I couldn't tell. No, he was grabbing him and he wasn't like, it wasn't loosening up at all. He was just tight no, as he shit. Didn't go limp. He didn't go limp. He was just sleeping. So good for Kevin Lee for having a strong grip, even in your sleep, honestly. Um, but dude, he, when, when, any, when somebody gets a guillotine like that and they just like bring it all the way up as, as like high up as they can get, like really just cranking on it. I, it, it that, that thing will, uh, that makes me sick yeah. to see somebody just like, and then as soon as they let go, boom, lifeless body. Isn't that what John Jones did to Machida, right? He had the guillotine against yeah. the, the standing yeah, yeah. guillotine. And then he just had it locked in and then said, oh, I'm going to let go. And he just folded it like an accordion. Locked his lifeless body on the ground, man. That's- um, yeah, Kevin Lee was out for a little bit, too. And Herb Dean had to be like, hey, hey, it's over. You went to sleep. Um, that's got to be tough for Kevin Lee. I, you know, I think he's pretty much done now, which is crazy to say because he's, what, 30, 31? Um, that's just, yeah, it's it's. I feel you. Like, I don't feel bad, really. You know, like, he was talking a lot of shit. He's like, I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Well, uh <laughs> You better learn now after he after what he just did to you. Yeah, it, Kevin Lee has always uh, had like a personality that's kind of just been put offish. Like I, I've never really been able to become a fan of his, and so, you know, for whatever reason that may be. But uh, he jumps from camp to camp. He had like a I don't yeah. know. It, it's always so, injured. Oh, something about him, man, where he was just talking shit to Tony Ferguson and he always thought that he was like this playing this like character persona thing that wasn't like even funny or anything. At least like Colby Covington as much of a piece of shit as he may be, his personality or his character is fucking funny sometimes. The little nicknames yeah. he comes up like I don't know, I've never thought Kevin Lee like wow, like he's hilarious or that like he couldn't even finish Diego Sanchez. Some of the fights that he was taking are just like what is going on, man? So, I don't know. I've never never been a big fan. I just I, I didn't really care for him whatsoever. And this was an easy bet at plus two hundred for us to get him out of there and to uh, you know add a couple units to the uh, bank. But how about you? Oh Jesus. boy. Oh you you. I, just, I, I I tried taking a sip of water and it was tequila. Oh my god. 
That's not good. Good, good lord. Um, <laughs> that'll, uh, <laughs> Happy four. That'll wake you up. That'll wake you up. Like I thought I was going to drink after the Rays game. Jesus, man. Um, yeah, just you know. <laughs> Nothing really more to be said about the Kevin Lee fight. I mean, he's – I would assume he's done. I mean, the move up to 170 clearly did not work. Uh, I don't know if he can get back to 155. I, you know, maybe he should just take some time off and go into BKFC. He should you know? go somewhere, like PFL or Bellator. Like, I still think I he mean, probably yeah, they, could compete with people. I just think that the UFC is – that ship has sailed. He gets cooked yeah. every time he wears them fucking gloves now. Yeah, so. Joe Anderson Brito. And the biggest uh, lopsided line of the night, he gets it done in the first round with a TKO. I had the sub. This kind of hurt. He really thought he was going to get yeah. it at one point, but uh, just Weston Wilson had really – he was up against it here in this one. And uh, kind he got put put to sleep, man. Ground and pound put to sleep. I, um, I predicted TKO just because the last fight he had, he won by sub. And before that, he won by TKO. So I was like, all right, TKO, sub, TKO. It seems like he's like um, – a little bit of a uh, pattern. What's our boy's name? What's our boy's name at heavyweight? Jelton. Where he's like, all right, is he going to knock him the fuck out? Or is he going to just choke him the fuck out? <laughs> I guess it's whatever he's feeling that morning when he wakes up. Like, all right, you know, I'm going to smash this dude in this way. Uh, I, I think this was a bit different because it didn't go how I don't think anybody thought. Like, I, I don't know how deep uh, Weston Wilson. What a great. That just sounds like a non. This doesn't sound like a UFC fighter uh, off, off the name test. He had him in a. He tried getting a, a knee bar or some kind of something. And uh, the problem when you go for that, you leave your face, you leave your head just exposed. We've seen it before, just completely exposed. And as soon as Brito was able to posture up a little bit, he was raining some bombs on him. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, he, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, I mean, listen, it's 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 a decent little strategy. It's why not? You're you're plus five million underdog. You know, you have nothing really to lose here. You might as well try to sub. Sub Brito. I mean, imagine if you would have sub Brito. That would have been like one of the craziest upsets ever, right? So, uh, you know, at least he went for it. Uh, I can give him that. But um, yeah, he did. He call himself a, a Walmart version of Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I feel like anytime you call yourself the knockoff version of somebody or something, it doesn't matter who that is. You're just that's just not a good thing to. Not you a set great yourself label. up for bad, bad things to happen. <laughs> and uh, Weston Wilson, so. I will give a word to a, a word of advice from just a guy who has his combatives belt, uh, white and blue, kind of uh, combined. Uh, to all my jiu-jitsu brethren out there, when you're going for a heel hook in MMA, it's not a good idea, man, unless you are literally on the ground. Like, I've seen too many of these guys just uh, get bodied while they're going yeah. for these leg locks or any sort of you know rolling on a leg, and they're just leaving their face wide open. And jiu-jitsu, that works because you can't get punched in the face. In MMA, you can get punched in the face. And you fucking yeah, will. Ask Ryan Hall. And, and exactly. Ask Ryan Hall because these guys go to sleep, man, because you have no defense. Your head is up against the ground, so you were just getting your face pounded off the ground. And I imagine if you were to let go right away, you'd still be a, you'd still be fucked because you're the, the position you're in. You're, you know, you're done. You're, you have, you have yeah. no defense at all. So even if you let go of the heel hook, I don't think there's really much. <laughs> it's not like you're safe. You know, you can just protect yourself. It's, it seems like it's pretty much. Over from that point. Carol Hosa, Yana Santos. This was another snooze fest. Uh, yep. To be expected. I can't believe Yana let me down. I didn't have her on the card, but I thought she was going to get a bounce back here. And uh, this was boring, though. Yeah, I saw some people th- say that they thought Yana was doing better in the first two rounds. 
uh, I don't know. I was trying to pay attention, but I couldn't really. It was just a, you know, not a great fight. But I thought that um, I thought Hosa won. Was probably the winner. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think didn't betting know. her by split decision was a fucking you know. Yeah, you, a lot. you did say that. So um, yeah, good good win for her, I guess. Um, Yana, I, you know. This happened at 145, I feel like, might have affected things. I mean, have we ever had a good fight at 145 in the women's division? I mean, I don't think so. Every Honestly, fight at 145 is Other terrible. than the Cyborg-Nunez fight, which was a minute long. That's the only fight I can yeah. think of on the spot that was elite. But, yeah, yeah that's it. Elvis Brenner, Guram Kudaladze, Elvis Brenner with a comeback TKO, a Crazy. neck punch, like a neck hook that just shut the right side of his body down. And uh, I saw people saying Kudaladze quit. That was – I did not think that at all. I mean, that if was – he's a quitter, I would like to see what other people are. Yeah, I mean, that was not quitting whatsoever. I think he had the upper hand. He tried to take Elvis out. But, uh, I mean, Elvis Brenner His is fucking just, tough, man. Yeah. He, uh, he, I was he's watching got that – hit with an axe on his forehead. He was bleeding all <laughs> over his white hair. That was crazy. Yeah, his white hair turned to red hair. Uh, yeah. I was watching this at work, and uh, the people that were – I was it was right as I got done. Um, the people I was working with were like, man, you know, what's up with uh, pink hair? I'm like, no, no, his hair is not pink. His hair is, uh, it was white, silver, white, and now it's not. And, uh, you know, he had that big cut on his forehead that opened up. Cr- I mean, just seeing a cut open as quickly as it does, it's so crazy to see. Yeah. And then he had another nasty cut on his other eyelid. Like, that, that's got to be bad. You know, he had blood all just pouring in his eyes, next to his eyes, yep. over his eyes, into his hair, everywhere, all over. And, um, man, I mean, Garam really just... Just tired himself out. Honestly, he, he really punched himself out. And I think he, you know, a lot of people do call Garama fraud. And I can kind of see why, man. I think he is a good hammer, but not the best nail. You know, I think he did give up minutes of that Demir fight. I think he did give up. Uh, I know he won the Gamrot fight, but, you know, he could be 0-3 in the UFC, which is crazy because he's fought three tough fucking guys. But, I mean, he, you know, striking D, he, he's just very hittable <clears throat> is what it seems. I know he, he does really well and... I guess this is just a one-time thing because most of the guys that he does this against, if he were to, they'd probably be you know done by the first, second round. For sure. But the fact that Elvis, Elvis Brenner was still hanging around, I mean, what a fucking savage, man. What a savage. And that left hook that I thought hit him right on the jaw, but I guess it was, like you said, the neck. And then I think yeah. one of the, I think Bisping said right, uh, right behind the ear or right above the ear. Uh, but, yeah, I think he did literally get hit right in the jaw, like jaw-neck area. And, I, you know, I've never been hit there, so I don't know, but I can't imagine – uh, it, I've seen people get hit feeling. there, and it shuts their shit down, man. Ronda Rousey, that's, that's yeah. when she got a shin to the oh, neck. Yeah. It was party that's over right. for her. That ended her whole career. Speaking of which, are you interested in a Ronda comeback? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, and it looks like she's going. She's, she's leaving dumb. WWE. So she's done with the WWE again for like the fifteenth time. But she's still like she was on last night. So like they're, they're I guess it's coming to an end. But no, I if yeah. if you're asking me, no, I do not want to see her fight again. I mean, but 35, right. I, I mean, she might be able to beat some of those girls, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, None honestly, of them are really savage you know. strikers anymore. Yeah. I mean, if she fights Aaron Blanchfield, she's, uh, she's up Cut. against it. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, why not? I mean, listen, you helped usher in the division, and now Amanda Nunes, who kind of, you know, put a close to, not the division, but, you know, put a close to that chapter. Why not come back after the boogie woman has retired? Well, I but, just wouldn't um, do that, Rhonda. Let me just say that. Let me <laughs> let me go out and tell you. Uh, usually, when people step away for that long after getting bodied, it, it, the game has passed you by more than likely. But, so uh, yeah. you might be able to be Juliana Pena if they give you that fight. Then I would say <laughs> maybe you could do that. But you still might get cooked. I in would that. love that. 
I would love that she just hip tossed Juliana Pena through the through the mat. But that would be sick. How about the play of the card? You you called me a madman. You called me crazy. You, did. I did. you told you told me to jump into a river. You didn't say that. I didn't say that. But yeah. Luana Dread Carol. I mean, this Ivana Petrovich chick. Like I said, she's super good looking. And that's it. Like, that's that's the only reason they signed her. It has to be. Like, she looks like she needs years of experience. Like, she doesn't have striking at all. She no. doesn't have a really – I mean, what is she, like, what's her go-to? She is she a wrestler? Down. <laughs> she gets taken down. I, I struggle to figure out what she does. Like, I was like, okay, is she like a judoka? Like, does she – you know, I'm waiting for her to do something. Like, Stephanie Yeager, <clears throat> at least she has a specialty, right? She's a judoka. She hip tosses people. She throws them. She tries to get subs, and she's not really that good. I don't know what this chick. I mean, this chick's big, so I guess she kind of is like Stephanie Edgar. But again, I don't know which, what what her game is. Um, I guess she did win a round, right? She won the was it the first? It looks like she got the second round, and then two judges gave her the third round. But you know, she was pretty much done after the first two. I, I thought she lost all three rounds, honestly, but. Either way, Luana Carolina looked much better. Uh, just her awkward style and advancing and uh, just, you know, she does have a good jab. Everything else that she throws is kind of crazy. Like she'll loop some hooks, but she was landing them. I mean, she was busting up Ivana a little bit from the nose. I think she was bleeding. Um, good performance from Luana, man. Big. I'm, I'm glad. Glad we got a good line on this. Um, I mean, just very low, low volume. Like it wasn't a great fight. Yeah, you know, it was I'm not trying to hike that up. But- um, but she was mixing up, going to the leg, going to the body, going to the head. And again, this Ivana Petrovich check just not good, man. This Two is my second worst bet of the night behind uh, Gatto. <laughs> and honestly, this might be worse. And but both women fights. Yeah, at least I like fading uh, the idea of fading Luana Carolina. Yeah, that's Another fair. One. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she just she was just more active and just more of a vet. I mean, you know, six fights for, for Ivana Petrovich before this. I think 14, 13 for Luana Carolina, like... You know, again, she's not great at all, but she uh, she has seven UFC fights now. Like that matters, man. Eight if you count the contender series. So, um, yeah, honestly, really good win for her, being a, almost a plus two hundred underdog. Imagine if you were to parlay some of these dogs, like Carolina parlayed with Elvis Brenner, or parlayed with the uh, Rusaboev or Benoit or Lipsky. Like you had a pretty good night, man. Or Grant Dawson, even. Or yeah. uh, you know. Th- Throw Romanoff in there. I didn't. I didn't hit on any parlays. I think uh, Guram fucked me over in that. Uh, oh, Guram and Gatto. I had a pretty nice twenty dollars. I went four fifty parlay that fell apart. But um, yeah, good win for Luana. How about your boy Romanov, who defied the odds that you had set yeah. out for him? Uh, he did have more than one round in him, uh, but not much though, because this was two polar bears kind of just standing in front of each other for fifteen minutes. I mean. uh, this fight was boring as shit, man. It's glad they glad they put this. It's crazy. Two ranked heavyweights, for the first fight <laughs> of the night. It was boring as shit. Rightfully placed on the card. Romanov yeah. gets the win. He needs to lose some weight. Uh, w- would be okay if I never saw Ivanov fight again. And those are my He's, thoughts. Yeah, yeah, Ivanov. I mean, he was just standing there having a kickboxing match with Romanov for the first couple rounds, and he was not winning. So I was uh, very confused at what his game plan was. It seems like being stabbed many years ago has taken a lot out of him finally. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's just old and, and small, not athletic, just plots forward, doesn't really have anything, you know. He's not really good at anything. He's, he's just average at every single category. Uh, Romanov with the long hair, what do you think? Uh, Long-ish hair. I don't care. I didn't know it was him. Yeah. 
When he when he popped out, I was like, like, this guy should be playing left tackle for the fucking Seattle Seahawks. I, I don't know <laughs> what he's doing. Uh, I, I, it just um, he, he yeah. is a guy who has skill, but he's just going to continue once he gets to the upper level of this heavyweight division. Like, I really, truthfully, what do you do next with him? Like, he's number thirteen now. Is he going to fight Jarzinho? Is he going to fight? Ty Bora, Derek Lewis, Almeida. It's really just about what kind of shape he's in. Like if he comes in at two fifty, he did just fight. Even, I think he took a loss to Ty Bora, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, I don't know. I just don't know. Maybe you give him Braxton Smith when he clears the USADA of suspension. I'm not sure. Or give him Parker Porter. That'd, that'd be a real get back fight for both guys. Yeah, I like I that fight. Parker even Porter needs Parker Porter. That's <laughs> if anything. Honestly, yeah, I like that. I think Parker Porter should get one of these guys and get a win in front of his wife. I think that'd be uh, good that'd be, for Mr. Porter. Be a good night. Uh, Sean Strickland and Naboose get $50,000 for fight of the night. I don't get that, truthfully. I don't, yeah, I I don't mean, think fight that was night. fight of the night. But, uh, <laughs> what fight? I thought it was Elvis Brown. Well, but Yeah, how was that not the fight of the night? One of the biggest comebacks. I mean, he was probably, I don't know what he was live, uh, Guram, but he was probably a huge favorite in the live odds. Uh, that should have definitely been the fight of the night. I mean, honestly, if you wanted to give Morales Griffin the fight of the night over Strickland, uh, Strickland Abus. I mean, if you want to give Sean Strickland fifty k, sure, but uh, I don't think Abus yeah, is just, worthy of fifty k. But no, what the fuck does he get fifty k for having a decent first round and getting a takedown? Like you know, whatever. Uh, um, but yeah, Nurselton gets fifty thousand. Shout out to Nurselton, and uh, Elvis Brenner gets fifty thousand for his performance of the night. So that was uh, it. Was also good to see Kerry Hatley out there this weekend. So that <laughs> that was UFC. Oh, good Kerry Hatley. <laughs> UFC Vegas 76 from the Apex, ladies and gentlemen. So now we got a card coming up this weekend. We will have a full show breakdown uh, later on this week. UFC 290 headlined by the uh, the former pound-for-pound number one, Alexander Volkanovsky, against Yair Rodriguez, who uh, is a 100% worthy contender and opponent. Uh, you still, and you got the Moreno-Pantoja uh, rematch. Whitaker Duplessis, Dan Hooker, J- Jalen Turner, Robbie Lawler, and Nico Price. That that's fun. Let's have some fun. That's something. I don't know what's going on. And then a lot of just names like, on the prelims here. So minus a thousand. Um, yeah, I'm kind of interested in guy here. I mean, being plus three something is uh, that's a big. That's a bit. That's a lot. You know, for somebody like him, like he's very good, very skilled, very talented. He can be a tough matchup for anybody. I think Volk. I think the problem here is you know. It's not the hardest thing in the world to take Yair down and to get some top control. And when Volk gets on top, man, he tries smashing you to pieces. And I think the problem with Yair is he tries throwing up some offense from his back. And uh, that, I just don't think it's going to work, man. I, other than that, you know, stay standing. I think he can have a decent chance. But Volk's just kind of a different, a different, you know, different species, really. But this will be interesting. I think Volk is he thirty five yet? He is. Not. No, he's not. He's 35 in September. Shout out to us Virgos. He is actually a Leo. I'm sorry. Um, so we can't see if that, you know, 35 uh, demarcation line will be tested. But he's also talking about Taporia. He said, you know, he's he if he as long as he wins this fight, he wants another challenger and he doesn't want to see Taporia fight Max. He wants to fight Taporia. So I'm all for that, man. If I he gets past that, Yair, man. if he gets past. Yeah, he's he's you know, he's going to go down as one of the best lightweights ever. Lightweight. One of the best. Featherweight? Featherweight, yep. Oh, okay, I always get Bantam and Feather confused. I'm not really sure why, but he's going to be one of the best fighters in general in UFC history ever. Uh, and I feel like he's you know, got a late start to all this. Imagine if he was in better shape and fighting you know, in his early 20s. 
But yeah, he's just a dog, man. He's just a, you know, he's one of those people. He's kind of like Gilbert Burns. When I see them work out and train, I'm just blown the fuck away. I'm like, these people are superhumans. Like, you know, there's, there's no quit in them. There's no stop in them at all. So that'd be good, man. I, I want to take Yair. I want to be like that guy. I knew what I, I just don't think I'll be able to. So I do want to take Pantoja. That's going to be something to, because I, when he fought Moreno, he had some, he had a lot of success against Moreno in their first two fights. And his, I think he has some of the best jujitsu pound for pound in the UFC. I think he has some of the just nastiest, nastiest chokes. Um, so we'll see, man. Robert Whitaker should smash Drickus. I think you're on board with that. Uh, Robbie's retiring. That's going to be sad, but hopefully he doesn't Plus look that 200. bad. Yeah, it might be, it might be a, you know, might be time to fade the retired, retired fighter, but. Um, yeah, Jack Della's getting in there against Montrez Harrell. So that should be fun. That's pretty crazy. Uh, our, our girl Yasmin, Yasmin yeah. Yorogi, is getting back in there against Denise Gomez. It's going to be a tough fight. Um, yeah, it should be a pretty crew. good fight. I honestly like that. I don't know which. They're both, like, inconsistent. So yeah, line's very even, too. So Pretty much have the same record. So, yeah, oh, wow, that should be a really good. Cameron Simon getting there against Terrence Mitchell. I don't know if that's the same Terrence Mitchell from uh, that played basketball. I don't believe so. Doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Um, Shannon Ross, are we going to fade him again? I, I think we should. The problem is Jesus Aguilar. Oh, you know, no. I just don't know much about, <laughs> about him. Yeah. Terrence Mitchell. He's the number one bantamweight in Alaska. Oh, uh, yeah. Well. This is going to be an all-time bo- fade. <laughs> he was born in Anchorage, Alaska. He's the number one fighter in Alaska. Uh, he lost on the Ultimate Fighter in two thirty car seconds. <laughs> thirty seconds. He has a he has a loss on the Alaska regional scene. That's enough. That is enough for me to take Cameron Simon by however he wants. However he wants. I guess TK only has one sub. Born in Anchorage, um, so me, fighting out of Anchorage. I don't like that. It's a double. It's a double red flag. Um, Esteban Rivovich get back in there to start the card against Camuela Kirk. It's been a pretty decent scrap. So I like this card. I think the early, the, you know, the early prelims, you can you can get some beers, get some, you know, whatever else you're into partying on. Uh, but this main card, even the prelims, man, this is gonna be a really fun, really fun card, honestly. I, and I can't wait to talk about it. But we will take a break, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your holiday. Uh, by the time you guys listen to this, you'll probably be heading to work on Wednesday. But enjoy your week, and we'll be back later on this week to talk about UFC 290. Uh, where is this card? Is this in Vegas? Yeah, I think it's a Vegas, right? International Fight Week, baby. Yes, sir. Boots Ennis will be fighting this week. It's good to see him back. At the very oh, least, yeah. one of the most exciting fighters, a Philly legend, also. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do the damn thing. It's an exciting time, baby. Enjoy your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Or week, fuck. Both. Peace. <laughs>